if an A&R wants your stems to have the mix for a well-known artist, should I let them go? Or is that a no-go? Yeah, international shawty. Speaking of Busy Works Beats, he will be on the panel at the Unquantized live event going down hey. June 23rd right here in Atlanta. ATL shawty. Yes, indeed. Busy Works Beats has been added. My God. Busy Works. In a true Atlanta fashion, you know what I mean? We got uh, Lemon Pepper Wings. Oh, yeah. Uh, right after the beat critiques, you there know you what I mean. Uh, Magic City people are coming through. Um, Magic City people, yeah, real political, yeah, real political. Real yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched it. You yeah, know what I mean for everybody. Real, real for that one. That's for everybody. Um, who else is coming? Uh, we got Fabo. Fabo is walking around Atlanta at all times somewhere. There you go. Everybody's coming to the event. I don't know if you saw my live story I did yesterday. It might still be up, but everyone gets an exclusive kit. Ex- just for coming to the event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this one, uh, I'm sure people will tell you, our kids are exclusive. If we say it's exclusive, like <laughs> Halloween kit. Oh, yeah. It's people that still DM us every day, like, can I get such and such? Can I get such and such? Like, it's gone, bro. Any advice for working with unknown artists that, uh, that don't even know if they want to do music? Well, oh, yeah. if they don't know if they want to do music, I wouldn't invest a lot of time in it. That's a waste of time off the record. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you got to understand, this is like... The NBA. This is like, uh, what is it, 300 Sparta. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, everybody who's trying to do this is like the best of the best. When you, If you're trying to do it in this kind of, if you're trying to get radio play and all this, right? Right. It's the best of the best. Everybody's fighting. So if he doesn't really know he want to do it, he's not going to put in the effort to yeah, and get he, that far. I don't want to, off the top, you're telling me one day you could just wake up and be like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, everything that we did for the last two years, I kind of, I'm over it. And Facts. I, you don't want that. I mean, if he's dope or not. My my thing is, do I believe in you? Do I think you're gonna outwork me? You know what I'm saying? If you could work some what what I do or outwork me, then we fine. We gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But if I think if it's any time where I think I'm gonna outwork you, then I'm kind of cool. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You gotta be in it like I'm in it. Exactly. So Noah West says, "What's your guys' number one priority in music, and how are you achieving it?" My number one priority in music and in business is true independence because with independence comes control I always have full creative control of everything that is going on Facts. and the easiest way to achieve that like I said set up that system you wake up every day you work the system you don't want to get caught in a desperate situation because desperate situations make you act desperately and a lot of times the first thing to go is a bit of your independence or your freedom because you are dependent on something that you weren't dependent on before. Super facts. As uh, Big Low says, the eighty twenty rule. Facts. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know what the eighty twenty r- rule is, but every time I go to explain it, I feel like I mess it up. It's almost like a compressor. I know how it works, but when I go to explain it, it's like <laughs> right. I mess it up every time. You want to take a shot at it? Twenty. Well, eighty percent of your results come from no. Yep. You, you see, yeah. See, I always okay. Eighty percent of results come from twenty percent of your actions, right? Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And did you also know there's an eighty twenty rule to the eighty twenty rule? Because in that twenty percent, mm. there's an eighty twenty in that. In that. So it's like inception, and you it gotta is. spin a little thing because you don't know what's real. It is. Dang. Yeah. My number one priority in music, man. I just want to create and inspire, man. That's really what it is. I just want to make dope stuff classic worldly stuff and I want to inspire other people to do the same thing same thing like dog I was a kid that was got had scratch magazines and like all the pictures on my wall yeah like sir. I'm reading the credits still to this day so I want to kind of help spread that whole feeling that was like the best thing as a kid for me 
So that's part of the reason why we sell sounds. Part of the reason why we do these, you know, live events. Yeah, it's, it's you live in a place where you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You can kind of write your own ticket. That's a great feeling, and then to inspire other people to do the same thing, amazing. Facts, super amazing. You telling me I can talk about making beats all day? I can make a living, and I can help other people at the same time. And you can drink whiskey on camera and tell oh. people, and yeah. And I can curse. Man, this sounds like, you know, Yeah. this is a dream job. Yeah, it's amazing. Only other job that I probably would take other than this is play video games for a living, which I thought about. But, you know, it's yeah, cool. That's cool. That's cool job, that's too. Cool. Yeah, you know. See, TV placements. Do you guys use Song Trader or Music Gateway? If not, how do you go about TV placements? Um, neither. Yeah. Actually, the way I went about TV placements is I have a partner when I signed up for that, it was an artist that I was doing all his, um, you know, I do all his beats. We're kind of like a P-Rock and Seal Smooth, if you will. It shows how long ago it was. I bet. Yeah, and I'll take that half an air horn. <laughs> but um, anyway, he got into it. Uh, shout out to whoever just bought that kit. Hey. But he got into it, and um, that's that's really how I got into it. Yeah. And I say, man, one, okay, it's different for me. I'm in a publishing situation, blah, 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 blah your publisher is supposed to handle certain situations for you so sometimes tv film opportunities go come about mm-hmm. from your publisher right yeah uh so maybe you should look for writers who are in deals because they do a lot of syncs if you look at like ea sports right mm-hmm. oh no soundtracks not everybody on those soundtracks are big artists they're random artists that's probably signed to a label yeah. They just cop the same. And the label has a relationship it, with the, exactly. the company. So you got to find those people and then, you know what I mean, work with those. Is this double, Is this going back to relationships? Pretty much. As as most stuff does. Uh, what about podcasts? What y'all listening to lately? Um, The usual. Uh, Brilliant Idiots, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus and Mero. Stuff You Should Know is, like, my favorite right now. Joe Budden Podcast. Joe Budden Podcast. Uh, no, I, I take it back. Joe Budden Podcast is definitely my favorite right now. Uh, podcast. What else am I listening to? Tim Ferriss. Um, uh, what about Waste of Time? You listen to that? I, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I try. Sometimes, sometimes I listen to No Jumper just to see who the new, like, young, little little rapper is, little pump, little skies, little peep, little, I've you know. I've never gotten to No Jumper. Yeah, I mean, I just I do it to keep up. Cool. June twenty third, come out to the Producer Power Summit in ATL. We'll be mm-hmm. giving out all the game. We'll show you how to build your network and build your brand from the ground up. How to build and maintain relationships. How to get your track sound and fire. So much more. And Everything. it's not just information from us. It'll be information from other panelists who are experts in their field. Come out. You'll really enjoy yourself. And uh, TTLO kit, Rico Love, official kit, producerkit.com. Yes, indeed. As a producer, is it a bad idea to pay for features early on to gain traction and maybe fans? What's the what's the payout for you? Do you, re- do you think that you're going to really get a W off of that? If you believe in it and you can see the plan, like, all right, if I get pay for this feature, it'll work out for me in an XYZ fashion. Right. Then yeah. Otherwise, um, still maybe yeah, because you could try it out just to see how it works for you. But it's all about your plan, man. It's all about your mm-hmm. plan. Don't do anything just to do it. Have uh, some type of result that you want to see in mind. I mean, I think you could do it. It's just a long term 
you're not going to get instant reward from it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Because even, even still, you got to have like a, a marketing plan to get that song out. And a budget and all that. Yeah, see, yeah, that's that's the plan. How long were you guys doing music before you got your first success? Um, all right, I'll answer mine uh, slowly. Before I got my first success in music, I had probably been doing music for about ten years, like on a daily basis, like really going strong. And let me tell you, uh, it was discouraging as hell, but I still worked it. And there, there were times when I had like nothing, just but I still believed that I could really make it in music. The one thing that I, that was the game changer for me was that I figured out that I needed a plan. It's not about just doing music every day and doing it and doing it. You're just gonna end up with a hard drive full of beats. You have to have a plan and you have to know about relationships and networking. I made the dopest beats forever by myself. But once I made the beat, I didn't have a plan for what happened after that. I also didn't have outlets that I trusted, that I had a relationship with, to distribute those beats to. And it wasn't until I developed those things and moved out of the location that I was in and started taking some risks that I actually saw some success. I don't know if people are familiar with my story, but uh, everything that I did prior to my story, which was just make beats, not have a plan, not have a relationship, is when I lived in Baltimore. When I moved here to Atlanta, um, I developed a relationship with Polo the Don, who was super popping at the time. And just from valuing that relationship and not just submitting beats and keeping it going, keeping it going, I was able to build other relationships, and that is where I saw success. So it's not about the beats you have, it's not about uh, how many beats you make or how good you are, it's about having a proper plan and working your plan. For me, I feel like I came in and I had little, I've always had random little success out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I started making beats, me and my brother, Just Be Man No DJ. Shout out. Uh, and we dog, we started getting stuff on like Dipset. But it was like weird, like Dipset, Eurogame, but like Joel Santana would be on it. So it's like in high school, that's a big deal, you know what I mean? Uh, The Chicken Noodle Soup Girl came out. We did records with them when that was like a big thing. So it was like in high school, I just started, I probably been making beats a year and I was getting looks, see what I'm saying? But it was nothing that I won't make money like that, except for selling beats on SoundClick. So it was like, oh, cool, this is cool. I'm a couple records, I'm selling beats on SoundClick. It wasn't until like, Shit, moving to Atlanta and interning and all that shit for that I started like, oh, this is a real thing. I could be around these people, and I was around like B Cox and all these other people. And, See, yeah, we have similar stories. And, 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 and yeah. that's when everything really start kind of like, oh, this is a real job. This really can happen. Right. Yeah. And you kind of get to see the inner workings of it. it, it yeah, and understanding. So I've had like. Like even with the Bieber joint, that was like rent. I didn't even know the joint was out. So you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a. Oh shit! Like, all right, that happened. Like, oh, that was real. Yeah. So I always get these random yeah. moments where it's like, oh, that happened. Cool. All right, I'll take it. Dope. How do I protect my music uh, besides copyrighting my work, registering with my own um, publishing company, or a contract? I'm not trying to get jacked by rappers in person or the internet. Is your worry warranted? It's 2018. Mm. People put stuff on the internet and all that stuff. Like, to me, beat stealing is. I call them 90s worries or early 2000s worries like 
Nobody's really worried about that now. But I digress. Please. I mean, okay, one, if it's your music, as soon as you create it, proof of creation, that's copyright, right? So if you have a session and a timestamp and, yeah, people doing this fake or whatever, they can figure out if it's faked or not. Right. I'm sure. Right. Um, but, yeah, proof of creation is copyright. You could copyright your music. Registering a publishing company is, is different. That's not the same thing as protecting. You know what I'm saying? That's just a way that you get paid. Right. Regardless, rappers are going to try to jack you, bro. If they want the joint, all they're going to do is rip it off the joint. There you go. All you can do is protect yourself if it blows up. Then, okay, cool, I'm going to get this from it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at the end of the day, bro, you want your music to be spread and put out there. So, you know, part of the thing of putting beats online, if you're selling beats online, is some people are going to take it. They, yeah, they're actually going to gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, put it out there, man. Don't worry about that. If an A&R wants your stems to have the mix for a well-known artist, should I let them go? Or is that a no-go? I got Take care of that business first, dog. I got one question for you, my brother. Did they cut you a check? That's the thing. Take care of the business. I've been in situations like that. Uh, earlier on, four times out of ten, uh, four <laughs> times out of five, it, there was a fight afterwards. Right. Not a physical fight, but having to fight for what you should have got before you release the stems. Because, listen, the fact that they want the stems from you, you have leverage. Mm-hmm. Once you give up the stems, you give up all your leverage. You're now you can ask else. for whatever you want. They can give it to you, not give it to you, give it to you mm-hmm. later, renegotiate it. You have no leverage. Don't let go. Don't let your leverage go. You know them action movies where it's like the standoff and everybody's pointing the gun at each other, right? Yeah. And then one guy got the bag of diamonds. You sending the stems is like throwing the bag of diamonds to the other guy. I'm gonna shoot you in the face. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, I'm just about to cap him. Yeah. We don't really need him no more." Basically, I think what we're saying is don't get shot in the face. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Only time I send stems is people I trust. Like Oracle, be like, "Yo, I'm I'm trying to flip this. Cool, I'll send them a stem." Right. Because we gotta understand. It. I know what it is. Diego, I gotta understand it. I know what it is. Are we going back to relationships? Relationships. There we go. But if it's an A and R and they say, "Oh, we need the stems to get this mix," if you got a mix, you gotta pay the engineer, which yes, means you gotta pay me. Yeah. If you need the stem, how do how bad do you really need the stem? They're right. Let's let's test that. You told me, you need them, but we're gonna see if you really need those stems. It's my money, and I need it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oracle, in your early stages as a music producer, you mentioned you were hitting up studios. How did you find out about the studios? How did you know it was a good studio with a good artist? Uh, well, in Atlanta, Northside Drive is where really all the studios are. It's one strip in Atlanta where it's not all the studios, but it's a lot of the popping studios, and it's just common knowledge out here so I just came down here and went to Northside Drive and you since there's a whole bunch of studios there that people know you know the names of the studios mm-hmm. and shit even the ones that I didn't know the name I still went there. right there but you know Zach's Silent Sound Stank on the uh, uh, Artist Factory R.I.P. Artist Factory yep uh, uh, Dent Joint Icon yep. ABV uh, Damn, uh, not ABV uh, that was like uh uh, I'm not gonna go down. Shoot, Grand Hustle, yeah. Dirt, uh, DTP, they're all on the same street out here. I got the most success at Silent Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, patchwork was cool, but Zach's is where I caught my break. Oh, yeah. I caught Zach's my break at Zach's. Did you see how they got the shooting at Patchwork? Who the No, man. Well, Patchwork is the loudest studio. It's a little trappy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they got the shooting at Patchwork. Damn. Uh, how often do you guys revisit beats uh, that you made before? And updating them. Um, often for mm. me, very often. 
is it necessary to add drums on samples? Depends on what you're going for. You can be going for an acoustic y. Mm-hmm, right. You know, you don't, it just depends on what end result you want. But no, it's not necessary. That's right. Yeah, you might be making a. I was about to say a Georgia Smith type joint, but I don't know. And let me tell you what I'm excited about real quick. June 23rd in Atlanta, the producer Power Summit. We will teach you how to build your brand, how to get your tracks better, how to get your mixes up, how to network. Actually, being in the building, you will be networking with like-minded producers. A&Rs. A&Rs. Busyworks Beats. Busyworks Beats. Sound designers. All that good stuff. Listen, I can't stress how needed things like this are in the producer community. If you can come through, please come through. Um... Think it'll be amazing. Uh, also, check out soundhopeful.net for some of the dopest kiss on the internet. Bow. Yes, Jameson Summit, as uh, IDK called it. Hey. And make sure y'all check out the new Rico Love TKLO kit. Yes. Uh, Grammy nominated producer writer for Beyonce, uh, Usher, uh, who else? Chris. Everybody. If he's his R&B song, Rico probably did it. And nope. so we got the sounds, all the hit joints. Bow. There we go. Appreciate you guys. I'm Quantas.